We play and call it work. Hey there, Wargamers. Josh here to bring you this week's Sit and Talk. So at this point, I'm assuming we're all familiar with the show. It's basically where you guys get the chance to ask us some questions, and uh, we do our best to answer them. So obviously, this week I'm in the hot seat. I do have DJ Misfire here with me, but he's not mic'd up. Hello. So he'll kind of just uh, shout in the background there. Anywho, uh, the reminder is next week it's going to be Erin taking her um, turn here in the hot seat answering questions. So if you have questions for Erin, you want to submit, you can leave them on this video on the Mini Wargaming website. Not on YouTube, nowhere else. We don't check anywhere else, just there. So yeah, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and open up the queue. Colin's doing something. He's not sneaky about it though. Where did my production values go? Were you just like petting the laptop? Telling it to do good? The logo cover fell off. Oh, we have a little logo cover? I'm gonna go ahead and open up the queue now. So, a quick reminder for everybody, or telling you for the first time, if you haven't been here before, if you want to ask a question, you can do it there in the chat. But you have to put an uh, exclamation, ask, and then type your question. So, DJ Misfire is here in the chat to help you with all your technical problems. So, uh, if something goes wrong, you can uh, kind of shout at him. But, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and open up here, because... I uh, forgot to maybe open up the questions previous and see what we've got. With it being over the holidays, I don't really know if we had a whole lot of questions that were left. Am I sounding okay? Colin's checking things. But he's giving me thumbs up, so. Let's go to miniwargaming.com and see what we've got for pre-submitted questions. But then, yeah, I think I've got the queue already open, so you guys are uh, free to kind of ask whatever you want. Jumping in here to sit and talk. Checked earlier and there wasn't a whole lot in here, but that was a little while ago. So let's see if anybody ended up leaving anything. No, there isn't. So I'm relying on all you folks that are here live today to give me the uh, questions we're talking about. So yeah, first of all, we got War Budgies. Valhalla plans this year. Um... I haven't made a whole lot of plans. Obviously, I wasn't able to attend the last Valhalla, but uh, I don't know. It feels like it's a long time off. Like, I know it's not that far off, um, but yeah, I don't know what my spring plans are right now. Never mind, like, my fall plans for 2020. So, maybe, maybe not. Can't say for sure. I'd love to get up there again. Um, it's a lovely event that gets put on, but who knows what the schedule will look like. Jumping down to the next one here, we got Krillin85. How was my Christmas and New Year? Uh, they were both super low-key, which is kind of what I wanted. Um, didn't do a whole lot of anything. Honestly, probably the majority of the stuff I did over the holidays was just sit around and play uh, New Vegas. Because I'm a big fan of Fallout and I wanted to go back and play... Not one of the old, old games, because I've never gotten around to it even though I know I, I need to. But yeah, I wanted to play something... Um, I basically went to go install Fallout 4, realized it's not that good, and then, uh, you know, remember that I've got the uh, copy of New Vegas, so decided to play that instead. But yeah, how about you guys? How was your Christmas and New Year? Did you enjoy? Did you get to relax? Did you get anything good? Any presents from Santa? How many people have we got hanging out today, Colin? We got 41. Between 41 people, we've only had two things pop up in the chat. You guys can do better than that. I'm counting on you. Get chit-chatting in there. We got Marshy3096. Okay, two-partner. Oh, two-parter. That makes more sense. See, New Vegas. Uh, do I play Middle-Earth strategy battle game? Hypothetically, I... I have played. I don't really actively play. Um, I've bought enough stuff to do a really small, not well-constructed Azog's Hunters list, but um, 
that's about as far as I've gotten with that. If so, it would be fun to see Mini Wargaming do a Battle Company series. Yeah, I've been talking about that actually a bunch because that would solve the problem of not having a big force. Um, currently, so I have Azog's Hunters. Luca has a fairly decent sized collection for... Colin will uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's for Gondor and for Isengard as well as Mordor. Yeah. I think it's all three of them. Uh, Steve has a decent start to a Rohan force. Uh, Colin has got um, Easterlings that I know Colin's been working really hard on getting done because he refused to no, sell them to me. stop. Don't say that. Don't lie to the people. Yeah, so Colin hasn't touched his Easterlings for like, I don't know, two years or something? Year and a half? However long he's had them for. He refused to sell them to me originally before I bought the Azog stuff because he said he was definitely going to get to it, but he hasn't yet. It would be fun to do that series um, with what we're looking at for the scheduling and all that. Yeah, maybe Battle Companies might be the right fit as opposed to the full-size regular games. I don't have really any experience with Battle Companies, though, so I can't speak to that one. Um, hmm. Maybe, though. We do want to start seeing some more um, of the Middle-Earth strategy battle game in the future, though, so... I'm not going to say how much there will be or when you're going to start seeing it, but yeah, there'll be some of that in the future, definitely. Maybe crazy if we didn't. Okay, we got Ajax Games with two S's. Um, Colin, you're going to have to help me out on this one. We're 14, 14, 20. So do you think Games Workshop are getting unimaginative, missing creative opportunities with new models? Like how most of the new Primaris models have a... Version of a bolter instead of an esoteric new cloth design. Hmm. So I think they're getting unimaginative missing creative opportunities. I think they're they're moving forward with it. Um, so I can't say that they're getting unimaginative. I can't say necessarily that they're missing creative opportunities or anything like that. I guess what I can what I can say personally is I feel less drawn to the new 40k stuff coming out in the direction it's going. It's one where I mean I can I could probably get into the things I don't like about it, but on a very basic level, it's just it's not it doesn't have the the new especially the new Primaris Marine kind of it doesn't have its hooks in me the same way. 40k used to so I don't know if that's my preferences are changing or if it's something to do with the way that they're doing things moving forward so I can't say for sure but I can't say that I'm a little less attracted to it yeah I think yeah are they missing opportunities maybe but are they doing the right thing for the business and the hobby overall maybe I don't know I'm curious I'm curious how many like old farts there are like me that have been playing for a, a decent amount of time that just aren't that interested in where they're at with it. Hey, Steve. How's it going, buddy? I upset Steve for some reason. I'm not sure why, but he came in to tell me he loves me. Oh, he's back. You love my face? What are you, what are you, what are you trying to say? My partner walked away. Oh, okay. So Steve is supposed to be filming right now, but his partner walked away, so he got bored. So he came in to talk about my face. Colin sitting in a very tall chair, which is comedic to everybody in the room right now. None of you can see it, but he's, I don't know, like two feet taller than he His should knees be. Are higher than the desk working yet. Vito did steal your chair. I feel bad for you, big guy. Okay, jumping down to War Budgies. It's Fallout Fan. Have you tried the Fallout Wasteland Warfare Miniatures game? Uh, I have not. That's the one from, I think, the. That's War Budgies again. That's from Mophidius Games, I think. Because I want to say that there's more than one Fallout miniatures game floating around. And uh, no, I haven't tried it out. It's again, like, I've got so many other weird little random games that I don't actually have time to play. This one didn't come across my radar. Um, it's another one I don't know how, like, super interested I'd be in a miniatures version. Because uh, I think the video game does a really good job with it. Maybe. See, I don't know if it exists. If there was a, if there was a Fallout RPG... I'd probably go more for that and not bother with the miniatures game because, you know, theater the, theater the mind would be what I'd be more interested in for something like that. Uh, there was... Okay, so if you've been watching for, like, a long, long time, you probably are familiar with Fireman Tim. 
he had a copy of it. Um, I never had the chance to sit down and play it with him. I think he's gotten rid of it since then and moved on to a couple uh, other games. But yeah, haven't tried that one. Let's jump into the next one there. We got Spartan 06. How many points of Imperial Guard does the studio have? Colin, do you remember? Nope, but there's a video. Yeah, there is a video that exists out there, actually. Um, I mean, it's a fair, it's a pretty decent amount. Colin, actually, you want to do, do you want to track down that video and link it? Colin's going to throw that in the chat, Spartan 06. If you haven't seen it, it's the Why I Love series, I think, that... Uh, We'll have it. Like, do you, do you remember Bolt? 22,000. 22,000? I figured it'd be more than that. More than 22,000. But yeah, okay, so about 22,000. That's unupgraded, obviously. Unupgraded, and we may have gotten a little bit more since then, but probably not that much that I can think of. So yeah, it's a whole bunch. And also includes your stuff, too, right? It does include my stuff, and I had, what, probably about, uh, I'd guess 3,000 points worth of that. And I've added a little bit since then, but not a ton. Like, I've probably added another two, three hundred points. Eh, maybe 400, 500 points worth of stuff. Was it before you had your infantry? Was it before I had my infantry? No, before I had some of the newer infantry, before I had the command squads. Because I think my... Or maybe I hadn't gotten my... No, because the infantry I got at the same time as everything else, I think. Now I'm confused. I didn't think it did, but... Hmm. They may have not featured, they wouldn't have featured like super heavily in there. I'm going to go watch the video maybe a year ago. Go back in time to when you had to set all this up and it was awful. Maybe I didn't have my infantry. So yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe about a thousand points more or something like that. Jumping down to the next here. And remember guys, for when you're submitting questions and all that, um, you can only submit one at a time. So if I haven't cleared your previous question out of the queue, and I'll do my best to clear them out as soon as I ask them. I gotta get better at that. Um, this is the chance to kind of sit around and chat about stuff. So it doesn't have to be the most hard hitting stuff, uh, you know, that you're putting out there. So we got Mr. Pancake3. I can't remember, I, I can't tell what the rest of that is. Uh, but going to Adepticon this year. I am planning on going to Adepticon, but I'm doing this super cool thing where I don't actually make any plans till last minute. Uh, worked so well last time. Okay, I don't know if you're saying that sarcastically, but it worked out fantastic last time, Colin. Uh, yeah, we planned like the last, last minute last time and it worked out really nice. So I'm not signed up to take part in anything. Um, I don't even know like if I'm gonna bring an army and if I bring an army, what I'd bring an army of. Because I probably, I don't know if I want to take part in any of the big organized events because I like not being on a schedule because everything I do has to be on a schedule all the time. So I'm thinking I might bring some Titanicus down or maybe some Star Wars Legion um, depending on how well that stuff travels. I guess it, uh, I could bring the Custodes down for um, 30k but those jet bikes won't travel well. I don't know. So yeah, I do want to go. Uh, I do want to get some pickup games in, but probably nothing more than that. Um, now Cullen is... So right now, let's figure out who said that they're going. I said I'm going. Steve said he's going. Uh, Lucas said he's going. Uh, Aaron. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's going. Um, but Aaron always goes and just kind of does her own thing. Mm -hmm. um, I assume Matthew. Matt might show up for a day or two like he did last time. Uh, Colin's going to show up. And what are you signed up for, Colin? I'm the fantasy whatever event that is. Whatever the fantasy event is. So Colin's doing the whatever the fantasy event is. So that should be kind of fun. I'll probably just hang out and chirp him while he's playing. That's my game plan. Probably. Just doing that in a different city because that's what I do here already. Watch rats kill themselves. You're bringing the Skaven, not the Empire? I'm not bring up rats. I don't know. I gotta bring the namesake. That's fair. Okay. Okay. We got K Jelly four two one. Hey Josh, what do you think about Duncan sadly leaves Games Workshop? I haven't followed it too close, and for me, like, um, I've had the chance to meet Duncan a couple times and like just uh, hang out with him a bit. But I'm not really a painter, so I think he was, you know, a super iconic guy for almost kind of the face of the new. Games Workshop in the sense of, you know, you saw him doing a lot publicly uh, with the paint stuff as they were kind of shifting and being more of a customer-friendly feeling kind of company. 
So I think it's a bummer that he's moving on. If memory serves correct, though, he's talked about he's still going to be involved in the hobby heavily. I don't know if he's announced where he's going to go work. Um, there's some rumors floating around right now. But yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see what a guy like that is able to do when he's almost, I guess, working for a less big corporate feeling kind of company like uh, G-Dub can kind of be. So yeah, I'm curious what he can do independently. So wish him the best. Uh, we got Zerga Lurgerderg. How's it going, buddy? Um, you going to be at Adepticon this year? I got the chance, actually, uh, we met Zergler there last year at the uh, Age of Sigmar Champions uh, little draft event. And we didn't, like, Colin and I were taking part in that. Neither of us knew, like, we didn't plan on taking part. We just kind of got invited to and said, why the heck not? And it was um, when they had the, because you get your usernames in, so it's like, oh, I'm playing against whoever. And somebody walked by and went, like, oh, are you Zergler Derg? And Colin and I both got super excited. We're like, we recognize that name. Uh, so here, there's a... Hey, Josh, there's a Team Yankee narrative event at Adepticon. Are you going? And will you take part? Probably not, because I don't really have a whole ton of experience playing Yankee, like, to, to go sign up for an event and all that. And like I was saying before, like, I don't really want to do a whole lot of events. I'm going to regret it when I get there and be like, oh, I didn't sign up for anything. I'm an idiot, because I do that every year. But, uh, yeah, actually in the process, so Fireman Tim that I talked about earlier is uh, working on uh, getting the Soviets kind of up to snuff for me because I've got a Soviet force and I've got a West German force. The West German force is painted, good to go. But we're going to be playing a little bit of, uh, I think the game is Seven Days to the Rhine, which is another game uh, system set during that same era. A little bit different. I think it might be a little bit more up our alley for what we want to do for quick games uh, in the event hall. So yeah, I'm going to be playing a little bit of that. Again, it's something that I'll go, I'll hang out, I'll check out, I'll watch, but I like to be able to kind of drift back and forth um, and not take a part in whole big organized events. So we got Daka, Flaka, Flame. If you could have a new plastic Imperial Guard kit, what regiment would you want it to be? It's Flocka, by the way. Um, it's Flocka. So Cullen's quietly commenting over there in the corner about my pronunciation. Um, it's his spelling. It's his spelling? Well, what's wrong with his spelling? It should be Flocka. It would be way better. Mm. Mm. Okay, so what, what regiment would I do in... Plastic. Um, oof, okay. So there's a lot of good examples. So the problem is that I'm a big fan of a couple different companies that have went out and had their own kind of ones that could be used to represent those regiments that I think have done a fantastic job of it. Uh, the one I'd love to see the Games Workshop take on is probably Talarn. I'd be really... I think they could do a good job with that. Um, and I think there's other companies out there doing that, but not to the same degree that they've really kind of nailed certain other regiments. So yeah, I think uh, Talarn would be definitely cool because they're, they're fairly popular in the meta as far as I remember. Like they're not one of the top, top choices, but they're not one of the bottom choices. So yeah, that's probably what I go with. Uh, we got Spartan 06 again. Are you pro-plastic deathcore? I'm pro-plastic anything. Uh, generally speaking, I really don't love working with resin um, in any different way or having resin miniatures. Um, so anything that they could move over to being plastic, I definitely think is the way to go. And I think Deathcore would be a really cool army. So that's one where, like I didn't pick them because Forge World already kind of does them. Um, but if they could move that line to plastic, I think it would sell well. Like, they're a popular army. But I wonder if some of the magic would be lost on it. Because, like, you see a really cool Deathcore army because they're super, super rare. So I wonder if that's part of it. Like, they're going to be a cool regiment no matter what. But I wonder if part of the appeal is that they're such a rare army that you never get to see them. Almost like how people had 30k armies back in the day. You know, people would come up with their 30k armies when that was more obscure. Now that I think about it, though, um, the Elysians would be really cool if they did them. Um... Oh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I was going to say another one. Uh, the Steel Legion. Armageddon Steel Legion, I think, would be another really strong choice. 
yeah, there's some good options there. Um, it, it, it's a bummer that they don't have all the regiments. I understand the undertaking that it would take to have all those different regiments, but that's part of why the guard's so cool is because, like, whatever, you have... So, I, I remember people have got upset when I've said this in the past. Space Marines are pretty basic. They're Space Marines. Like, it, it, are you a blue Space Marine or are you a red Space Marine? And there's individual iconography and all that kind of different stuff. But the base armor, like, it's all the same, you know, and you can fancy it up a little bit, whatever. When you look at the different guard regiments, the uniforms are so distinctly different, which is part of what makes them cool and unique. So. Okay, we got attack gypsy. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, do you agree with my opinion? The Games Workshop miniatures have become far too example. What do you mean by far too example? An example being a box set for 270 US. I'm going to say that maybe you're thinking that you're you're going to say expensive. So okay, Games Workshop is always going to be. I mean, as somebody that plays a bunch of different games with a bunch of different game systems. Games Workshop miniatures are some of the nicest ones out there, and they're you're 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 always going to pay a premium for them. Has it become super expensive? Sure, but as long as Games Workshop is doing well and selling stuff for that cost, then it's not too expensive. It might they might price certain people out of the hobby, but if they're selling more, you know, they're getting more profit overall, and the company's doing better, then well, it's not too expensive because obviously there's people out there buying that stuff. Um, so one thing I will say is that I have always been one to go ahead and purchase, um, stuff from other manufacturers I'm interested in, and I've never been shy about using that stuff in my armies. So we had this talk the other, I've, I've had this talk a couple times, but it came up again the other day. I don't know if I own any armies. That would be like, if I went to an event where, uh, they do the Games Workshop live streams, I've never looked into it, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty stingy on, you know, only Games Workshop stuff. And, like, you got to be really kind of careful. And I know there's certain Games Workshop stores. It's set by the store manager, the policies that they don't let you use non-Games Workshop material in the stores. I don't know if I own any Games Workshop armies for any system that I would be allowed to play. Um, and it's 100% G-Dub. Like, so I think, you know, if Games Workshop has really expensive stuff, that there's alternative stuff out there that, you know, is just as cool, if not somewhat cooler, that's usually a better price point. So I use my uh, Dreamforge Eisenkern as an example. I like them better for my um, Stormtroopers, because I can't, uh, the Scions. I like them way better than the Games Workshop models. Um, when I purchased them, they were way less expensive. I think they just look better and somehow fit the aesthetic and are cooler. So... I think, you know, if Games Workshop's going to be expensive premium stuff, then that does leave somewhere in the market for cheaper alternatives for people. But overall, yeah. I mean, like, if they have these big expensive box sets, I think it's kind of weird. What I don't like seeing, and again, it's, it's all strategy on their end, is I don't like seeing bigger expensive box sets where it's a bunch of generic stuff and, like, the one character that you can only get in that box set. Um, that I don't necessarily love. I understand the idea behind it. And if it was, you know, here's an alternative sculpt of a miniature that you can only get in this big box set. I don't love that, but sure. If it's a, this is the only place you can get this miniature that, you know, uh, there's no other options for it. I don't love that idea, but who knows? I don't, I'm not, I'm not part of a giant, you know, multi-million dollar man, ga gaming manufacturer, you know, so. Who knows? Maybe it's the right choice. I just don't necessarily love it. I'm super rambly today. I think this is good, but maybe not. Who knows? We'll see who sticks around. Zergalergaderg, as to the Team Yankee, it's supposed to be a learning game where armies are provided. I'm trying it because I love the time frame. Oh, don't do this to me. Oh... Now I want, hmm. Because I was going to say, like, I don't want to have to bring my armies down either. Ah, uh, that's kind of cool. Okay, i tell you what, Zerg, uh, shoot me an email, joshatminiwargaming.com, and I'll see if I can work out and get registered and do everything I need to, because that sounds cool. Oh, it is such a cool time frame. The, the Cold War era stuff is fun. 
Dang it. I said I didn't want to sign up for stuff. Okay, we got Starmax. What would your thoughts be if Games Workshop took over and made a Starship Troopers tabletop game? I think it could be kind of cool. Um, there was one of those in the past, though, and I want to say that was, oh, weird. Uh, was it Mongoose Games or something like that that I think did it? Um, again, it's cool setting, cool whatever. I don't know if it'd be super popular. Because, like, the Starship Troopers, I mean, everybody's probably seen the movie, which was a decent take on the movie. How true was it to actual Starship Troopers, the novel and all that, and what Heinlein was trying to get at? Uh, you, there, there's a lot of talk there. Um, but then there was that TV show that, like, there was the Starship Troopers TV show. Do you remember that, Colin? Or are you too young for that? Was it a cartoon? It was, like, the 3D. It wasn't, like, a drawn, hand-drawn cartoon. It was, yeah. like, the... It was an animated one, right? I can't remember that. I don't know. I fondly remember that show. It might have been awful. Maybe it wasn't. But I do fondly remember that show. So, yeah, you can make kind of a cool game out of that. But I don't think the IP is popular enough that you could really make a super good popular game out of it. Um, Well, that's the... Is it Tyranids versus Guard? But, like... Okay, so... If memory serves correct, because it's been years, like literal years since I read Starship Troopers, it's powered armor that they're in. And I think that was, I think that's one of, somebody's going to yell at me. I think that might be one of like the first sources of power armor in sci-fi, like in the way that we know it and think about it. Right. And the TV show, they were also in powered armor. The Roughneck Chronicles? Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you, Starmix. So, I think with... You know, like, what would they represent? Now, if there was a company out there making, like, if there was a company out there that had a model line that was inspired by Starship Troopers and the opportunity to buy them and they'd fit in with my guard, I'd probably do that because it just sounds cool. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, but yeah, I don't think the IP is popular enough necessarily to have a full game because back when Starship Troopers was arguably more popular, they tried to make a game, didn't go anywhere. Is it because of the company and everything else? Who knows? I don't know if Games Workshop would do any good with it. Okay, we got War Budgies. With the recent reorganization and re-vector mini wargaming, do you think there's a chance we'll see coverage of non-Games Workshop games? I think there's definitely the chance on that. Um, I think right now, like, they're, 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 we're going to see a focus on content producer versus content producer. So it depends on what people are interested in playing. So what I mean by that is, you know, I, I, I think we will see a slot with some other games being played. Um, I think Games Workshop Specialist Games will be a good chunk of that. I don't know if I want to say the bulk of it. But then there is the opportunity to do some of these other games but they still got to be kind of popular enough games. It's it's tough. So they got to be popular enough that it makes sense for us to film them. Um, but we also have to have the guys here interested in playing them. Because as much as this is, you know, a job and it's our job to play games, if you try to make people play stuff that they're not interested in, it just, it's never going to be entertaining. You, you, you can't really do a good job of faking it. You can try to, but I think it's painfully obvious when, you know, people do that. So I think there's the chance of it. <clears throat> Um, but I don't think anybody here, like, so we got Matt and Dave, who I don't know if they've got a whole lot that they're interested in doing outside of some of the Games Workshop stuff. Um, but then we've got, out of the three content producers, and Colin might be able to help me out on this one, I don't know if there's any overlap in the games that they're interested in. Like, right now, Lucas... I don't think so. No, I don't think any of them are interested in the same, like, non-Games Workshop games. Vito has an interest in some of that superhero stuff. I can't remember which one. Uh, Batman. He okay, the Batman, and not the Marvel one though, right? There's he's been talked about, but he did just buy a bundle of Batman. Okay, so we got a bu- he's got a bunch of that Batman stuff. So there's that. Um, Steve bounces around to a couple different game systems. Luca will play anything, but like Luca's playing Star Wars Legion right now, which I think is his go-to non-games workshop game. So I don't know. It depends. If they can all get on the same page and get interested in certain games, then sure. Is that going to happen? Can't say for sure. Uh, we got Archon01. Hi, does Mini Wargaming have any plans this year for more live roleplay streams? I love both the 40k and fantasy ones. Keep up the good work. Um, 
plans? Mm, I don't know necessarily. Like if I call them plans, there's a desire to do more, but what that's going to manifest to, I can't say for sure. Um, I know that there's a bunch of the guys that play um, outside of work. And it's, I think you guys just play Dungeons and Dragons, right? That's the only game system? Okay, so they play D&D, and that's their kind of go-to. So it is different when you do it for work, though. So, yeah, I can't say for sure. Matt will probably be the driving force behind that if something happens. Um, But, yeah, what that would be and who would be involved, I can't say for sure. But, yeah, there's no set plans right now. We got Marshy3096. Any predictions on AOS releases this year? We've got Zinch and Caradron announced this week. Been waiting years for Seraphon. I think... Oh, yeah. So I haven't followed super close with the AOS stuff. Because um, I don't really play a whole lot of it. Obviously, the Seraphon have to get redone. But I think that's the last of all the armies that need to get redone. Like, of the, the already existing ones. So... Are they going to start coming out with new stuff or are they going to go ahead and, you know, start to update some of the older books? Like how many armies is going to, are going to be in that game system and how often do new ones get added in? So I can't say for sure. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to think, because um, they've got, they've got the elves kind of in there, but yeah, there's a couple factions they can do something with. I don't think they've done a whole lot with what used to be called the Dark Elves. So maybe something there? Yeah. I think they're in cities, but... Yeah. I mean, they are, but are they really fully fleshed out in there? And, like, um, I don't know what happened with the lore. Uh, the the one that used to be Malachith, Malachith or whatever it is, is now something else. Malarian. Malarian? I don't know. What's he doing? Is he? I, I don't assume he's part of the cities of Sigmar, but I can't say for sure. So yeah, I guess I don't have a whole ton of predictions or anything like that because I haven't followed it super close. So we got Daka Flack of Flame back. Uh, what do you think is the orkiest real world tank? I draw a lot of inspiration from the interwar tank designs. I was okay. So when I read the first part, I was literally about to say like anything interwar. Because boy were they trying some weird, weird stuff. Um Okay. So the, the most inspired feeling one. And it's come up before on this show. Maybe Colin can throw a picture up somewhere or something for me. Is the KV-2. The, the Russian KV-2. Because it's just, you know, they, they, they took the biggest gun that they had. Well, not the biggest one. They took a giant gun and they're like, let's just put this onto a tank. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't look real. It looks like something that a kid drew. And so I think this thing would be the Orcus design. Because it's just a big old giant gun on there. Uh, that's comedically large for what it is. So I think that's one of the most orky looking ones. It's not just an interwar tank. Um, what was the one, the giant multi-turret one? I think they used it. I want to say it was like a T-35 or something like that. And it was a five turret tank. Like it had one main turret and then four smaller turrets. Um, but yeah, Cone's tracking down the kv2 right now just throw it up on screen and i think that's one of the orkiest things i can think of just a comedically large gun and like it, it's not subtle how they built the turret or anything like that they built it just around this giant giant gun yeah there you go it's right there yeah i think that's the hilarious orc because i think it was a um, they had versions with a 152 mil and then a 122 mil as well which is hilariously large and a tank of that uh, era. But yeah, look at some of the weird interwar designs that they've come up with and there's some pretty orky feeling stuff in there. Just trying to strap, just the idea that they're trying to strap as many guns onto it as they could. Uh, do you get the throw T-35 in the search for me real quick and see if I'm crazy or somebody might have mentioned it in the chat. Yeah, that thing. Look at it. What were they thinking? So long. Yeah, a lot of the the Russian interwar stuff was super long feeling too. Um, so I mean, those are great examples. Also, you get into like the Bob Semple tank uh, is another good one. The the homebrew designed out of uh, New Zealand. 
Um, which it looks, it doesn't even look, so like the Bob Simple tank doesn't even look necessarily orky. Like it looks too primitive to be an orc tank, which I love. We got Zergalurder back again. Have you ever read Redstorm Rising? It's a NATO versus Warsaw packed book and it's amazing. With that, T80 versus Abrams, which is better. Okay, so I haven't read Redstorm Rising. Um, I've dabbled and I've scratched in some of the novels, but I usually focus mostly on the technology, and that's what interests me the most in that era, as opposed to getting into anything else. Because I know if I go down that rabbit hole, like, I won't come back out of it. But, again, I do need some stuff to read this year, so maybe that'll be it. T T80 versus Abrams is tough. Because um, they're both... I'd argue that they're both made with different roles in mind. Um, oof. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're both designed for different stuff. Like, they're, they're... I don't know if I'd put one out ahead of another. Um, that being said, though, like, for stuff that era, I've always been a bigger fan of the Leopard 2 anyways, so I'll answer your question with saying I like the Leopard 2 better because I like it better. <laughs> But there's nothing more than that. Okay. Uh, we're going to jump down to next one here. we got Spartan 06. Uh, have Cullen read this to you. Because he knows it's going to be long. Uh, 1443. No, like on there. It's too long. But, but I got... I see. Brian, you need to get close to your mic. I was trying to get into your mic. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll read the first little bit. Okay. Oh, I get what you mean. Okay. Sorry I ruined your life. Why would Games Workshop making new regiments be a big project? All you need is a box for command, troops, and heavy weapons. Plus, maybe a supplement book if we want to be greedy. Okay. So think of their current lines and what they do and how popular they are. And I think they'd have to be drastically different. So my assumption is that the way they design a lot of their kits uh, is that they... Um, like, like I said, with the Space Marines, that's a good example. Because that's probably... There's the, there's the most different kinds of Space Marines. But when you look at different space marines, the basic armor design is the same. They can just add some little fancy doodads on it. And there, there's not a whole lot of super unique stuff other than characters. I think it would be a bigger project than anything else that they have right now. So imagine with what they've got going on. And I'm not saying that they couldn't do it. Um, I think that they should just do it. But they haven't, obviously, yet. So this is my assumption of why they haven't. Is that... You've already got, like, look at how many different um, Cadian models there are. Look at how many different jungle fighter models there are. And to do that with the, what is it, 8 to 10 different regiments total, I think that would be a pretty big line. And for how much it would cost to make the molds and everything else for that, I wonder how long it would take for them to recoup the costs as well as the lost revenue from not putting the same amount of effort into other projects that are unique, different armies on their own. So is Games Workshop capable of doing something like this? I can only assume yes, that they're fully capable. Would it make the most sense money-wise to have that? No. I think their resources would probably be better suited going elsewhere. Um, but again, it's something that I don't really hurt for because, you know, I look at companies like uh, uh, Victoria Miniatures, and um, Anvil Industries, plus, and those are the two main ones that I go to because those are the two main ones I purchase from. Uh, there's a ton of other companies doing great stuff out there. I don't know. I, th I think it would be, you know, I don't know if it'd be worth it for Games Workshop to do. I just don't know. But I guess saying that, if there's these other companies that exist that make, you know, alternative stuff that could be used for Games Workshop, but that's not their only purpose for making these minis, obviously. Um... Maybe there is a market there for it. I don't know. They haven't done it yet. So maybe I'm just trying to make excuses for them. Who knows? We're going to jump down to the next one here. We're uh, Squealy Pigs. What are your thoughts on the A27M Cromwell Excelsior? Which one was the Excelsior again? I'm going to bring this up here. A27M Excelsior. I can't spell. Oh. Okay. The the heavy assault one. Yeah, okay, A33. 
But the A27M was which one, which variant of it? I don't know. I think they're kind of funky looking. Um, it was doing well in trials. But like a heavy tank design, I don't know. I'd argue that the Allies never got super good with it. Um, to the same degree that the Germans did. What did they have for a gun on this thing? Was it just a six pounder? Oh no, it had a, okay, so it had like a 75 mil. I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah, again, it was kind of a cool tank. I never liked the look of them. They were pretty, I don't know, they were they were kind of chunky boys. Like, they were very boxy looking, so I never got drawn to them the same way I did some of the other stuff. Uh, now, if memory serves correct, yeah, this I think this was the one that, that was kind of like an experimental design because the uh, Churchill tank wasn't doing fantastic, so they were looking for, like, an upgrade for it. But yeah, I don't think it was that mind-blowing of a design or anything like that. I remember, uh, what was the one, uh, I think they called the Black Prince, which was another experimental design. I thought that was kind of a cool-looking tank. And then there's something about the Tortoise as well that just entertains me to no end. They had some cool stuff, but that doesn't really stick out as being like super interesting to me, the A27s. The, the A27M, which was the A33. Alrighty. We're definitely slowing down in the chat here, folks. So I don't want to call it yet, but we are getting close to the time. So this is your chance now. If you want to throw anything else in the chat, even if you just want to give me, you know, a couple things to ramble on about. Or are we uh are we winding down here a little bit? I will give you folks the option. I'll give you a minute or two to throw some stuff in the chat there. And if not, we might get ready to wrap this up. Yeah, but it was still on the, um, there's still no comments on the um, oh, YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, the comments going to be on the uh, Maybe the Mini Wargaming website anyways. Yeah, the, um, I guess that is something to make note of now. We are putting the sit and talks on the vlog channels. So for you uh, folks that are looking at the um, video on YouTube, that's where you're going to find it. But uh, other than that, I don't think there's a whole lot else that will affect you. I just still just go through the Mini Wargaming website for everything, so. Oh, it's going weird out of order now, too. Lovely. I think, okay. Because Squealy Pig showed up again, so we're going to go pick next. Do you play World of Tanks? Do you like it? I used to play World of Tanks. I used to like it. Um, I'm not saying I was heavily addicted to it, but I was heavily addicted to it. <laughs> I'm sure there's other people out there that played a lot more than I did, though. It was a fun, it was definitely a fun game. Um, I haven't played that in a couple of years. Played some World of Warships, but again, don't play that much because I don't do well with the online games because I just get super addicted to them and waste all my time and get nothing done throughout the day. So I try to avoid them. But yeah, World of Tanks was definitely a fun game. I did enjoy that quite a bit. So, uh, like I said. Squeezy Pig, another question? No, it was just, Squealy Pigs just doubled up for me. Oh, okay. So it was actually, how long did it take you to grow your beard and then try to grow mine? So any tips? Ooh, okay. Um, they all grow at, like, different rates, obviously. So mine to kind of grow to what it looks like now, because I keep it trimmed at about this level now, um, probably about a year and a half. But it's different for everybody. The, the main thing is you just got to take care of it, like, I blow dry mine way too much, but I know how much it can take. So you got to get some decent product for it to make sure you don't dry it out. And it gets to, because nobody wants like a really like scratchy, awful feeling beard. Uh, so you got to get a good, I would get a good beard oil, a good beard balm, a good beard wash, and then, you know, a half decent brush. And that should be enough for most people to be able to take care of it. But it all depends on how it grows in and how you want to kind of grow it out. Okay, now I got questions popping up again. Yeah, I'd say for me it was about a year, but everybody has theirs grow differently. The toughest part is that awkward kind of growth stage when it's not heavy enough that it wants to hang down, that it just kind of curls up all over the place. That's awful. And so that, you know, when I'm grow when I've grown mine out in that about four month stage, 
it's an absolute nightmare to try to keep it in one place because it grows in, you know, my hair grows in super thick. Okay, we got Star Max. Personal question. Uh, you might have to help me on this one, Colin. As one, it's fourteen fifty three. As one just getting into heavy gear blitz, have you played it? Uh, no, but I I remember looking at the rules because I you know the mech games and all that seemed like fun, but it's another one of those you know none of the local retailers selling the miniatures, not that many local people playing or anything like that. Uh, if yes, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, their third edition rules are close to being released and finalized. Yeah, I haven't checked it out because um, it's another random game system that nobody's really playing. I've looked into it a little bit, and it's one of those, like, if somebody upstairs is like, you know, if there's even one or two people upstairs saying, hey, we're playing Heavy Gear Blitz, I'd probably go buy it. But I do that with almost every game system because I like playing different games. Always looked cool, though. I mean, it's not a high miniature count. They're cool-looking little minis. Zerg Lurgerderg, looking at what they're at what they're going in the heresy lore. Once the siege is over, do you think they'll do the scouring as in game system? I can't see them doing that, but I mean, uh, the scouring would be interesting. I don't think so, because they'd have to. I was gonna say they'd have to flush out the lore, but they they've done that with the Horus Heresy. I don't know if there's enough for I don't know if there's enough demand for really cool unique stuff going on in the scouring. I think it would be a super fun supplement, but as far as in like its whole game system, no. I don't think that'll work. If they do it as a supplement to what's uh, already existing in Horus Heresy, they could probably pull that off and it would be cool. Um and get into like a full 40k historical kind of feel, but I don't know if they'll go down that route. There's probably something more you know, profitable that they can get into. Squealy pigs, that's the stage I'm at. Fourth month and sticking out places and it's annoying, LOL. Yeah, it's awful. And this is going to be the point where, like, I don't know how long it's going to take you to get out of that stage when you're trying to grow your hair, your uh, beard out. But, yeah, it's proper, proper awful. So, yeah, it kind of depends on the product you're using. So I also use, like, a, I get like a styling cream that I put in it in the morning to get it to sit pretty much in one place, but you're still going to have the flyaways going off all over the place and it gets kind of annoying and beards are a big pain. Uh, you'll get to the point that the first time you wake yourself up in the evening because you're laying on your beard and you go to roll over and it feels like somebody's pulling on your face, that's when you decide if you're going to have a long beard or not because it's awful. But I think that being said, we're going to give you guys another, oh, at the point of me saying this, what do you think, Colin? Two minutes? We'll give you two minutes. Throw any of your questions, anything you want answered in there, and then we'll uh, get close to wrapping this bad boy up. So go ahead, give you a chance to throw a couple different things in there right now. Going to double check that nobody resubmitted anything on the Sit and Talk in the Mini Wargaming website. Yes. Yeah, the only thing going on in the, the, on the Mini Wargaming one was uh, Steve's new channel, which is the Daily Rock, Paper, Scissors. But somebody has to go give him a hard time because he hasn't been putting them out daily. I think he did five days in a row and then, you know, kind of fell off on that one and didn't keep up with it. It was, it is an entertaining channel though. So not seeing a whole lot else popping up there. So I think we are going to be getting uh, winding down there. Because yeah, how much of a delay is there on these? I'm actually curious on that. I think it's like 10 to 15. 10 to 15 seconds? Well, it's not terrible, terrible. Somebody's probably typing away furiously as I'm saying that I'm going to close the queue off. So, ready? 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 We're getting there. We're getting there. No, it's the... That's the stage I'm at, the fourth month. Not the Primark one? No. Are people asking stuff that's not popping up here, Colin? Oh, it's just Squealy Pigs. Oh, okay. Well, apparently Squealy Pigs is the one that's just not popping up. What did Squealy Pigs ask? Do you think GW will drop any more Primarchs for 40k? Well, they're going to have to. Um, question is, when are they going to do it? What's the next one going to be? I wonder if there's going to be, with the Psyche Awakening, like the... something coming out at the end of the... like a Triumvirate or something like that of miniatures. It'd be cool. Um, again, 40k has lost its kind of glamour for me a little bit. Like, I'm... I'm really enjoying 30k as a game system right now. That's kind of what my focus is on Games Workshop-wise anyways. But, yeah, they're going to have to do something else. I assume we'll see the Lion out before too long. Because they have, what, two of the Traitor Primarchs out right now. 
and one of the loyalists. So yeah, they'll, they'll do another one. It'll be the lion, because they'll do a boring one like that instead of one of the cool ones. And I don't know what the whole story will be. It'll be interesting to see where they take it, because I assume that they've got, you know, years worth of content planned out for where the story's going and all that. They're not just kind of making up on the fly as they go along. So I'm curious to see what else, you know, comes out. Okay, so the last one we're going to do here before I close the queue is from Miso Miso 82 uh, Agree, 40k was best before they moved the timeline. Um, what do you think of the AOS? See, the, the questions are literally changing in front of me right now. They're, they're, they're coming in. Oh, are they coming in? Yeah. It's got like full comments. Weird. Because one of them is addressed to Matthew. <laughs> from Conrad Kurz. Uh, they're going to be, the open vaults will be on, in the vault? Open vaults are going to be in the vault, yeah. Probably starting next week? Uh, well, I, are we going to say next week? Right. I guess you've committed to it now. You've said it online, so it's the truth. Oh, no. Was it not supposed to be? Were we waiting for an official date? I was waiting until you did another one. Well, until you had time to do another one. Yesterday was Wednesday, and it was New Year's, so. It's fair. It's fair. Okay, so anyways, Miso Miso 40k was the best before they moved the timeline. Uh, what do you think of the AOS storyline would compare to Warhammer Fantasy? So the Warhammer Fantasy storyline, I didn't care about that much, but I can say that I cared more about it than the AOS storyline. Because for me, I, I've said it before, like I think they're doing a good job with it, but the high fantasy setting I've never been a big fan of. Um, so yeah, I lost interest in that kind of stuff. I'm going to go ahead and close the queue. because nothing. I didn't change the title. That's my bad. Oh, you didn't change the title? You're the worst, Colin. My bad, guys. It's been a, we had like a week or two off. Okay, so actually, one more popped up for me. I'm going to close the queue now. If there's anything else in there that you is not popping up because my computer's not playing nice, Colin will ask me in a second. But we got Archon01. Do you think Games Workshop will add more story for the Emperor coming back or actually die? I think they, I'm disappointed they haven't done it already. I'm sure they're kind of building up to it. Um, but the Emperor coming back or actually dying, I guess that would be interesting. Because for me, the whole 40K thing is, you know, they, they had this big culmination and all that where, you know, Gilliman came back and it just doesn't feel that different. You know what I mean? Like stuff has changed, but it's just kind of more the same. And they're, I think they're consolidating a lot of it and they're kind of making it feel fresh. Um, but it's not something I was super interested in. So Cullen, any more in there? that I missed? No, we're good. Well, folks, thanks for everybody that uh, tuned in to give me some questions and some stuff to talk about here, uh, you know, right after everybody's vacation here. Obviously, you know, people getting back into the swing of things, but uh, if you want to tune in next week, it is going to be Aaron doing the sit and talk. So if you want to leave any questions for Aaron, you can leave them on this video on the Mini Wargaming website. And other than that, thanks so much for being awesome and uh, happy Wargaming. Mm -hmm.